You're now listening to Free the Tongue Podcast, brought to you by American English TAFL, a podcast that explores language and culture. Hey guys, and welcome to episode four. You know what? I recorded three more interviews, and because I did not record them with my mic, the sound quality was so bad and it's such a shame because the interviews were very good but hopefully i will have another chance to interview those people sometime in the future so i want to get into what i was gonna talk about today and that's what happened to me yesterday yesterday i really had to sit down and reflect because i became so overwhelmingly angry and i wanted to know what was at the root of that anger and when i dig when i dug into it I saw pain, which is so often what is at the end of anger. I saw hurt. And this has been, this has been really difficult for me. Like right now I am sitting here and I feel I have ulcers. Um, And this is something that happens when I get extremely anxious. I start getting stomach aches and having panic attacks, which all of those mentioned I have been experiencing. And to get to the point, it's because I was informed yesterday that my employer my former employer wanted to terminate me. They wanted to terminate me for low evaluation scores, which ironically happens to be the thing that um, started my harassment at that workplace because I spoke up about how institutionalized racism was the cause for black teachers to have lower ratings and eventually get pushed out of the district because of low evaluation scores and what was special in my case was no amount of evidence that i had that proved otherwise mattered seriously this is so hard for me my stomach hurts so bad like i'm physically in pain and getting that call after everything i had been through just triggered me and it really made me aware of how real the PTSD that I'm experiencing right now because of 
the mental and emotional abuse that I faced for six months in my former place of employment. Yeah, it's real. And no matter how much I want to pretend that it's not and it's you know just a figment of my imagination the way my body feels won't let me i can easily lie to myself and downplay my experience and you know trick myself into believing that i'm doing too much but the physical pain that i feel right now by being triggered from the phone call where I was let go is real. And I, I think that it is so important for all of us and especially us people of color and especially us black people and especially us black women acknowledge our pain be honest with ourselves about the effect of the abuse we sometimes experience has on our bodies with that phone call they might as well stabbed me in the heart after everything that I experienced, I had to file two reports against this administrator. And I never got the conclusive results of that after six, no, it's been eight months now, eight months. And the people who I used as a witness who um, the investigator spoke to and this investigator is from the school district told me that they felt that he barely even cared and they never heard back from this investigator after he asked like one or two questions about my case in my video racism does not exist I talk about how I knew when I stood up that this would be the final result. I predicted it. I have it documented on those videos. Um, racism doesn't exist and to the superintendent. And yet going through the entire process and coming to this conclusion, even knowing it prior has done nothing to prepare me for the pain. I've been talking to a lot of people lately and I've been practicing plurry English in those conversations. And I always ask, where do you draw the line? to not take it anymore and what about my justice what about me for six months 
I tried my best to be patient and understanding even though I was not given that in return by an admin who seemed hell-bent on destroying me. As an empath, it's second nature for me to put myself in someone else's shoes. As someone who believes in being the change they want to see in the world, I'm constantly assessing, reflecting, and digging into myself to make sure that I'm not hurting anyone. And if someone says that I have hurt them, I am genuinely curious and interested to know how so that I can avoid doing it again and to uh, doing it to other people in the future. And that process is really tough because I have to sort out where I end and they begin. And I investigate myself very closely because I don't want to hurt anyone. I'm always striving to be the best person I can be. It can be very frustrating as a plurry English speaker to have to constantly switch into the language of someone else so that they can hear you only to realize that it doesn't matter what language you're speaking to them because they're not listening to you. They're listening to the voices in their head of what they think you said. And I have seen this happen in real time. That sounds crazy, but people do this. Some may not be aware, but there is a huge emotional toll that us activists take on when we decide to stand up against inequity or in injustice and a lot of people i think see us from the outside and they're like wow you're so brave and you're so strong and so i think that they think it just washes over us and it doesn't have the effect that it does i have had panic attacks from extreme anxiety since I spoke up about institutionalized racism in the district. And what also comes with that is a lot of self-doubt and a lot of questioning, what are you doing it for? And you may even start questioning yourself like am i just overreacting am i doing too much you see there is a culture here in west michigan of not talking about the hard things at least not directly you might be able to talk about it indirectly and talk about 
the abuse you face but you can't name the abuser suddenly it gets too political and i understand that a large part of that is fear of associating oneself with a troublemaker and i know that stems from a fear of damaging relationships and also a fear of losing employment which is exactly what happened to me when i did stand up but a real friend a good friend is someone who will hold you accountable and we have to get better at being able to receive that there are areas that we need to improve in there's nothing that is shameful there accountability is not pinning anyone to the stake accountability is taking responsibility for your actions learning from that situation and doing better in the future instead we're in a system that gaslights the victims and treats them like lepers when they're too loud about the abuse they have experienced in that type of environment it's hard to trust yourself it's easy to believe the unspoken but implied you're just doing too much you're overreacting but there is a solution to that i've created a process of principles to figure out if what i perceive is correct a checks and balance system if you will that and i've done the work so that if i if i'm wrong i'm not afraid to apologize i don't need my ego to keep me safe by making up a new reason why i'm i'm right and that other person is wrong at the root of my resolve to do the right thing and to constantly work on myself to make sure i'm not hurting anyone is that i know what it feels like to hurt i know what it feels like to be made to feel an outsider i know what it feels like to feel like you're not understood i know what it feels like not to be seen or heard and i also know the devastating consequences that can lead to the consequences of me standing up against systemic racism in the district is the loss of my health insurance the loss of my um pension the loss of the the employee matching rate the loss of my economic security those 
are the consequences that I endured because I could not learn to speak my admin's language fast enough. These are the consequences of when there is not an equal responsibility on the part of both speakers to listen to learn the other's language. These are the consequences of when meaning is not negotiated in a conversation. One of the speakers does not respect the other. And in some cases, it may be both the speakers. So I wanna give you guys a few tips today to protect yourself in unsafe conversations. And that's when should you protect yourself? Immediately. You can draw the line at the first insult in a loving way. And if an argument ensues, remember that you don't have to argue. And if it's absolutely necessary, remove yourself from the conversation. After six months of dealing with harassment in the workplace, I've learned that those three tips that I gave you are 100% necessary and crucial. Because as I have described throughout this episode, is the level of pain that you will accumulate if you do not protect yourself. So that's all I have for you guys today. If you stuck around to listen to this all the way to the end, hit the like button, share, spread the word. And thank you, really, truly, thank you for listening. I think everyone can agree that it feels really good when we feel that we've been heard. All right, guys, take it easy. Peace, love, and light. Bye. All right, folks, that's all for this episode. I hope you've all enjoyed listening to this podcast for community brought to you by American English TEFL. I'll see you next time.